As a business owner of an aquaculture company, how can you take the first step to be profitable and sustainable at the same time? That's what we're going to be talking about in these episodes. Hello, and welcome to the Business of Aquaculture podcast. This is the podcast for the sustainable business movement in the aqua farming and ocean ranching industries. This podcast aims to amplify the voices of entrepreneurs addressing the United Nations Global Goals, aka Sustainable Development Goals, number 14, to conserve and sustainably use the oceans and the seas. Listen in to fellow business aquaculturists in their journey in this new model of food production of making their business sustainable and help the ocean's ecology while also making a profit all at the same time. Get inspired to learn how even small to medium businesses can make an impact to save the seas, leave a legacy, and have a better quality of life. One of our goals is you take away a nugget of wisdom that will help your business move from the industrial revolution to business 5.0. Our vision is that of collaboration in the aquaculture industry. I'm Lourdes Gant, your host. As an aquaculture business, how do you focus on merging innovation and sustainability in our oceans? This episode is dedicated to answering that question. Welcome to Season 5 of the Business of Aquaculture. This episode, I am delighted to interview the co-founder, president, and CEO of Blue Nalu, Lou Cooperhouse. Welcome to the show, Lou. Thank you for having me, Lord. It's an honor to be on your podcast today. It's my pleasure. Lou is recognized as a leading global authority in food business innovation and technology commercialization with extensive leadership experiences throughout his 35-year career in the food industry. He is a results-driven professional and has led cross-functional teams in a wide array of industry settings that include multinational corporations, food service and retail operations, new business startups, mid-sized and family-run companies, university entrepreneurship and innovation centers, and industry trade associations. Blunalu's mission is to be the global leader in cell-cultured seafood, providing consumers with great tasting, healthy, safe, and trusted products that support the sustainability and diversity of our ocean. They are reinventing the way we feed the planet. Welcome again to the show, Lou. Thank you again, Lourdes. So I'd like to start this interview by asking, how did you get into this industry and your vision for our aquaculture industry? Hey, Lourdes, you, you went through briefly my background, as you mentioned, long career in the food industry, but entirely in really innovation and technology commercialization. I've worked at Campbell's, Nestle, Conagra. I've been involved in many startups. And along the way, my whole career has been about solving problems, you know, really creating consumer-driven innovations that really can make a difference. So differentiation is really core to my DNA, if you will. And it's differentiation as it relates to products, but also differentiation as it relates to the team and how we can execute. So I was literally doing some consulting lordes on entrepreneurship at the University of Hawaii and really out there talking about what are some of the enormous food opportunities that might present themselves to entrepreneurs in Hawaii that can really be very disruptive and can really make a difference to livelihoods, but also to our planet? And I was literally addressing that as here we are in the middle of a global opportunity. It's called the Pacific Ocean, where roughly two-thirds of our seafood supply comes from. And I was identifying a technology 
that was relatively new to the horizon. Many of those in the audience were familiar with plant-based products that had launched fluid milk or burgers. You know, I was relatively excited about that category because I, I didn't see it necessarily as really making the kind of difference that consumers were seeking or that could really support the planet. But there was a technology on the horizon that was just being launched to actually make an animal product without the animal. So this is real seafood made in a new way. It's not wild, it's not farmed or ranched. It is actually made through cell culturing. So it is the exact same product made in a brand new way. It was really pioneered with meat products and then poultry products. And I said, nobody's really addressing the real opportunity here. It's seafood. You know, to make seafood's new way is so critically needed. So that was really the birth of Blue Nalu. I was in, in Hawaii. Nalu was actually a Hawaiian word for wave. It's also kind of slang for being thoughtful and meditative. It's a bit of a surfer jargon about, hey, be careful out there as you're riding those waves. And that's really core to what Blue is all about, is really about a thoughtful and a conscientious way to create a new solution to feed the planet. So our vision for Blue is really to be a global leader in this brand new category that provides great tasting, delicious seafood products made in this new way that are healthy for people, humane for sea life, and sustainable for our planet. And we're based here in San Diego, California. We're about 50 employees today, growing quite aggressively, just a little over four years old, and you know have really demonstrated global leadership in this brand new category as evidence, not by just our growth, but also by the kind of partners that we brought to the company as well, which we could talk more about. But exciting place that we're in, and we're happy to be part of a solution to really feed the planet. Well, thank you for that background, Lou. I was going to ask you next, what's a trend that you're seeing in our industry? But you came first in big wave, talking about Nalu as a big wave, having cell-cultured seafood, which in itself, it's already the future trend that's happening in the industry. So can you share some more about how the cell-culturing of the seafood actually happens in a nutshell that can be understood easily by a layman? Sure, Lord. Yeah, so what we're doing is we're literally taking cells from a fish. So let me actually begin maybe differently. If we kind of reverse engineer, you might enjoy a delicious seafood product for dinner. And you're describing that, oh, I love the fatty flavor. The texture is just right, et cetera, or the mouthfeel that that product exhibits. So what we're doing at Bunala was we're saying, aha, you're describing the relationship of fat cells to muscle cells or connective tissue cells. These are you know, the ingredients, if you will, at the cellular level that make up that delicious product that you consume. So what we are doing is just that. We are isolating those cells from a fish. For example, our first product is bluefin tuna, but specifically the Toro portion of bluefin tuna. So that is the fattier belly portion, as, as your audience knows, of that product that many of us love and enjoy, but is increasingly found to be not sustainable or even accessible, and certainly very highly priced, prized and priced. So what we're doing at Blinalo is we are literally isolating those muscle, fat, or connective tissue cells, and we have found a way for the first time to grow those cells in really large volumes. And the way they're growing, Lourdes, is in a stainless steel vessel, much like microbrewery or even yogurt might be created, just a brand new way. And familiar to your audience of aquaculture, where fish or living fish are fed in aquaculture systems 
with you know vitamins, minerals, salts, sugars, lipids, uh, amino acids, etc. We are feeding not living fish, but fish cells those same nutrients that are enabling them to divide. And we're literally growing those cells at the same body temperatures that living fish might enjoy in the ocean or an aquaculture system. So we're literally mimicking the natural environment of fish, but at the cellular level and growing those in really large volumes and then forming those cells into a product, the same nutrition, the same functionality, the same genetic identification as regular seafood products. So we are literally creating fish in a brand new way. Not with water, but the water is actually, you know, with a nutrient solution. I should say it's, you know, it's on land, certainly, but in a microbrewery, if you will, kind of visual image there. That's really amazing. It's such a combination of unique, brilliant minds come together to actually feed the planet by 2050. As we know, as you mentioned, your mission is so bang on in terms of what we need in the next, I guess, several years where there's going to be, of course, this food production that's really needed right now. What I like about what you all said there, even though I believe it's probably really technical and makes it easy when you explain it, is what's one thing you can advise as a leader in this industry? I like when you mentioned at the beginning, differentiation with the team. Maybe you can expand more on that. Yeah, happy to, Lourdes. I think when you're beginning with a brand new company, no matter what the challenges are in front of you, it all begins with, is your idea truly solving a problem or challenge? You know, is it really enabling a new opportunity? So as I've described, the opportunity is one needs to really address a problem, right? And then have a unique way to solve it. That's the two core principles of any new business. So in our world, we're talking about, as I mentioned, a highly vulnerable, variable seafood supply chain, unpredictable. I asked the question to myself, why does it say market price on a menu for seafood in a restaurant? Very typically, it really is because there's no predictable supply chain. Let's just talk about what MP really stands for. You know, and we're all vulnerable to what might be available at any given time. What if we can make a vertically integrated supply chain accessible year-round, consistent quality and price and yield at 100% to game changer? So the problem we're solving is a healthier seafood supply, sustainable, accessible, available, predictable, consistent, and still delicious. But the only way that can then be solved is by having a differentiated technology to create a moat around your business so you can really have you know not just a unique selling proposition but also a unique technology solution that really enables your company to be very competitive in the future and of course we need to be profitable so to really identify how one can create scale and really develop a business that can truly grow but also can demonstrate profitability that your investors will want to see as well so having technology without the right product uh, opportunity makes no sense Without the opportunity to make profit, you know, unfortunately, it does not make sense either. So it's really trying to align all those stars. And then it's, you know, really putting together the right team with cross-functional leadership, a lot of disciplines in our world. We need to bring together cell biologists, tissue engineers, regulatory specialists, food safety specialists, marketing specialists in a brand new area, you know, and so many other disciplines that are critical for our success. And the end of the day, we still can't do it alone. So the last 
thing that I, I want to just bring up to your question about leadership in this category is recognize that you can't do this alone. You need to have partners. It could be academics. It could be suppliers. It could be strategic partners. So in our case, we're very proud that in Asia, we have developed partnerships with Mitsubishi, Sumitomo, and Japan, Pomoan and South Korea, food and life restaurants, also Japan, Thai Union in Asia as well. And then Nomad Foods in Europe, as well as Nutreco, the agriculture feed company that many of your listeners know, in the United States, Rich Products, and, and also Griffith Foods. So all these partners are really supporting us in raw materials, supply chain issues, but also sensory and food science, operations, engineering, and ultimately marketing, sales, and distribution. So again, it's really recognizing that you need to have really great bandwidth to really get something as extraordinary as what Blue Nile is trying to create accomplished is we can't do this alone, but you know, only through partnerships can we be successful. Well, thank you very much for sharing your knowledge today, Lou. The biggest takeaway that I am bringing to the table after our conversation was when you were talking about not only just having a unique selling proposition, but a unique technology solution as well. So it's seldom now that people can't talk about technology with the five techs that's happening. Aquatech is also in the green tech, food tech space, med tech, fintech, space tech, and all the other new technology. And if we can't catch up, then we're going to be left behind. But you also mentioned the importance, obviously, of profitability because we are a business. And last but not least is the sustainable partnerships that you mentioned. Well, thanks again, Lou, for your time. I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge today. How can they get in touch with you? Well, thanks again, Lourdes, for this opportunity. Yeah, please have your listeners look at our website, bluenala.com. Follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, etc. You'll see all the links on our homepage, www.bluenala.com. But thank you so much, Lourdes. Thank you again, Lou. To our subscribers, you know you help build a home in the Philippines by listening to the conversations. Do leave a review of the podcast so we can get more people to be aware of the value our guests are providing in these conversations. If you're new to the podcast, I'd like to hear from you. Thanks, Lou. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Lourdes. Thank you for listening, and I hope you are inspired from this episode. Do take a moment and share this with your friends and colleagues and rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway from this conversation has been. What are you going to do differently? Please share your thoughts across social media and tag us. For links and show notes for this episode, visit our website, www.sustainableaquaculture.ca slash podcast. Thank you again. I hope you will join me on the next episode and together we can help create a better business in aquaculture.